I'm Will Walnuts, the immortal one. Welcome back to another episode of the You Beck Podcast, the DMV's number one podcast, where we discuss a variety of topics and go through some of the week's obscure headline news that may have flown under your radar. This episode is sponsored by Henry's Pleasure Palace off Virginia Avenue in Hagerstown, your one-stop shop for adult books, movies, games, toys, and now featuring the largest selection of Delta 8 and 9 products in the area. Stop by Henry's Pleasure Palace and tell them you back sent you for $10 off your order of 50 bucks or more. And without further ado, the Duke of Destruction, the almighty and unholy apostle himself, D-Rock. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week. Another week of the You Back podcast, a.k.a. not a Romanian punk rock band. Uh, we don't fuck with them Eastern Europeans. Well, you know, we do if you want to listen, but we're not going to buy any sponsorship, any products. We're not really going to do business with you, but you're free to listen. We don't fuck with Romanians or Ukrainians or Russians or Czechoslovakians or any Slovakians. Fuck you. Chechens. No Chechens. You know, it's, I was reading something about that earlier this week. Like, aren't the Chechens supposed to be like Russia's little pit bull? And it's like the news media is playing like both sides of the fence. Like you have one side that's saying that like Chechnya is on the side of NATO. And then you have the other side that's saying Chechnya is on the side of Russia. Like who the fuck are the Chechens for? You know, <laughs> that's why you? I had to look it up because I'm like, they're reading about, you know, the Chechens supporting Ukraine. And I'm like, historically, don't the Chechens support Russia? Like, what are you are you kids reading up on that shit no i am i'm obsessed with all this shit i've been digging pretty deep in that eastern european for you guys that uh maybe didn't see it you should check out our uh tiktok our ubeck podcast tiktok we've got some uh alternate history alternate reality spider-man up on there uh he was a commie spider spooderman ivan morales yeah. He's uh he's been cited several times with uh, Russian dignitaries, generals, and I think I even had one on there where he was uh, pictured with the man Vladimir Putin himself. So <laughs> they're just out there spinning webs, webs of lies, Russia, Ukraine, all of them. Check out the Facebook, the Facebook, the book faces with that fucking communist spider, comrade Spider Man, aka Spooder Man. Comrade, so, comrade Ivan Morales. Ivan Morales. Isn't that that new Spider-Man? Yeah. What's his name? That's not Ivan, but what is it? Miles? My, Miles Morales. Yeah, fuck that, man. Fuck Spider-Man. Those games are cool, but like, they get boring after a while. I played the one Spider-Man uh, that Sony came out with, with Miles Morales, and it's just... I don't, they're all the same, dude. I played Spider-Man way back in like, I don't know, maybe like 2002, 2003 on like a PS2. It's the same goddamn game. That shit was tight when it came out the first time though. Yeah. But I mean, the controllers are even like the same. It's they're the controls. The only thing that's really different is the graphics and they're not, I mean, it's fucking New York city. It's a shithole anyway. So, I mean, <laughs> What are you going to do with all those tall gray and like concrete colored buildings to make them look more real? 
They look real. You could fucking hand draw New York City and it would look real. They should give you the option in those superhero games to like be like a, a villain too. Like instead of being like you using your powers for good as Spider-Man, you should be able to be like an alternate like evil Spider-Man and just destroy shit. <laughs> Who's going to stop you, you know? Right, right. I play get video games in fucked up ways, so I mean we talked about it a little bit last week where you know, I just I, I'll keep an old save kind of handy. Like when I'm I'm feeling like hell bent on destruction and I just go on the war path and I'm like, okay, time to go back to the old save and be the good guy again. You still been playing at Starfield? Yeah. Not not I mean, I've been splitting my time, of course, Rocket League, uh, Starfield, and then I started playing uh MLB twenty three again. I mean I put it I put it down, pick it up, put it down, pick it up. So I've been playing my character on that. Somebody should make a meme of you where it's like you in front of the podcast studio and you're just sitting in front of the mic and you got your headset on. You're like Rocket League and chill. Rocket League and chill. (laughs) You can't chill when you play Rocket League, dude. Just make it like a meme because you're always talking about when video games come up, you always bring up Rocket League. Because I mean that's a constant one. Like I'm, I'm always on that. Starfield's gonna be like that too. But I mean, still, it's only been out for a month now, so it can't be like. And that's not one that I. Pl- I mean, I don't know. I guess I do play it every day. I don't play. It's not the same kind of game. You know, it's one where I'll just like the last few times that I've played, I haven't even done missions, dude. I played for like maybe twelve hours this week. I haven't even done a fucking mission this week. I've just been going around like hunting shit on planets for no reason, just searching shit. Just those Bethesda games for all of you guys that play Bethesda games. They're just, it's a junk retrieval simulator. Yeah. It's a lot of farm. It's farming, isn't it? Where you just farm levels, like looting. Yeah. It's looting. Like you're just going around picking junk up. That's like, Hey, this looks cool. Hey, that looks cool. Let me, and like, I'm an ammo collector. So I'll just go around like looking for ammo. Even though I have console commands and I can just fucking get like unlimited ammo for the shit I want. And then I'm like, right now I'm like hunting like legendary weapons and shit, like super powerful fucking weapons. So that's kind of what I do in starships. I've been like looking for like, they have like these derelict starships out there that each have like a unique story. Like there's one, the uh, crew was killed by fucking robots. And it was because of the captain, like he didn't want to turn over control of the he they were like leading a mutiny against him so he just like sent the ai on a warpath to kill all the crew but it, eventually they killed him too what like the, the robots they just they killed everything so you get on this ship and you got to kill all the robots and you pick up like little like pieces of the story as you work deeper to the uh captain's okay. like the pilot and there's one like uh, what else happened like they'll get attacked by like space pirates and shit and some of them will have like the space pirates on the ship still. Some of them won't. It's just, it's pretty neat. It's a cool so game. You got to go in there and kind of clear the ship, you know, loot it, find whatever you can on it. If there's people in there, you got to take them out. It, you sometimes there's not and you get lucky. Yeah. Yeah. More or less, but you're finding Like, it's just, it's not even like relatable to the full story of the game. It's just like a little side. It's not even a side quest. It's just, you know, cause you'll have, Bethesda's huge for those too, like the little side quests. So, so, I mean, you have the main story and then you have like a hundred different side quests that you can do. 
Right. Yeah, you they know, are different characters that. that you meet. So those it, huge, it'll keep me busy. I mean, those huge open worlds, and it, I just yeah, those Bethesda games are great, man. I'm gonna get that. Uh, I'm gonna go in and change my traits, and I'm gonna get the fucking what's his the adoring fan. Did you ever play Skyrim? Uh, yes. Do you know who the adoring fan is? That blonde haired dude. I think I know. I think I know what you're talking about. They brought him back for Starfield, and you can have him follow you around. And apparently, like you just, if you no matter what you do, he loves you. So you can go on like a murdering spree, and yeah. he'll be like, "Oh, that was glorious! <laughs> you're the best." Uh, that's great man i want to play that game so bad yeah, i don't know it's it's awesome like uh, people bitch you know people bitch about everything everybody is a fucking developer nowadays everybody th- that's the problem with the internet dude everybody's a fucking expert on everything i tell you what i remember back when we were in i was pro- i think i was like a junior in high school i remember when skyrim came out and it was just like incredible how vast and open world that was then you look at a game like Starfield that's like, shit, that's like, what, three times, four times as big as Skyrim is? Isn't it oh, like yeah, it's huge, huge star yeah. systems and ga- galaxies and shit? I think they said like over a thousand planets or something. Wow. God damn. And that's that one I was talking about last week, that, that game called No Man's Sky. Yeah. That one, they're saying like it's in the quintillions. Like it would take us 580 billion years or something like that to visit every single planet on no man's sky or starfeld no man's sky so are there planets that you go to and there's just nothing on there sometimes yeah like it's like a it's mainly moons and then like um uh i can't think of what they call the other planets like the ones like mercury kind of planet yeah or even like a venus like there's structures like they have mining outposts or abandoned outposts and shit or like science outposts something like that or mining but i mean there's not like fauna or flora like there's no animals plants there's nothing like that it's just like a rocky barren world you know might have some features as far as mountains or like i don't know uh thermal like fucking lakes of cobalt and shit i don't know you know that's wild (laughs) that's crazy but yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. And th- I mean, there's a good bit of planets that have like wildlife and shit too, though. It just sucks. Like, I, and I, I guess even No Man's Sky is kind of like that. It would be really hard to do. But like, I think the most animal life that you have on a planet is like 10. Like 10 different species. That's a lot. So it's though. like, you know, yeah. Uh, then And that's what I'm saying. Like, I understand it from the perspective of a video game. Like how hard it would be to like if they tried like if someone made a game and tried to like do our actual I'm looking out the window, but like our actual world out here outside this window, you know, into a video game, you know how fucking hard that would be. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I mean, just off the bat, just human life, you're you're talking about seven point some trillion uh or billion, I mean, NPC humans. And then what about all the countless different animals? You know, how much wildlife is there on this planet? You know, it's then the different species of plants and it, it's just, it would be so hard just to do one planet. So I get it. I mean, I, it just would be cool if, you know, you come across like 30, 40 different types of wildlife. Well, you know what, <clears throat> speaking of big open world games, 
this kind of ties in with the headline that I was telling you about earlier, and I definitely want to get your opinion on this. So this pertains to the uh, most anticipated game probably coming out in this decade, and that's going to be Grand Theft Auto 6. Now, the rumor is right now, and according to this article, Grand Theft Auto 6 is rumored to cost $150 upon release. What are yeah, your... I, mean, you're... I don't know what site you told me what that was, but like when I Googled it, it's pretty much across the board. Like every site, like Screen Rant, has an article like that i think there's uh daily express start saving now for grant like 150 bucks i mean what's it gonna have in it you know well grand theft auto 6 has been in development since 2014 and has cost rockstar over two billion dollars rockstar has been adamant about removing these leaks from the internet which has taken legal action against the leak leaker which could indicate that there's some truth to the material that's in this article. The leak also indicates Rockstar plans to price Grand Theft Auto 6 somewhere around the mark of $150 upon release to make up for the game's insane budget. But nothing well, has I mean, been nothing has been confirmed yet. Think about this too though. Like whenever they released Grand Theft Auto 5, they released a complete game. A 100% complete game. They did. So there was no DLC. Well, there wasn't it, any of that bullshit. It wasn't, it wasn't completely complete because they were still working on the multiplayer and they actually had to patch that in, I think, like a month or two after the release. But yes, you're right. I mean, the entire campaign, it was all there. There was nothing missing. And I mean, that's another one, though. Like, look how big that world is. That world is massive. Like, you can still find new shit even after 10 years of playing it. Absolutely. You know? And, and it's the same thing like a Starfield, like all the different stupid-ass side missions you can do. Right. And I'll tell you what, that's what makes a game like that and other games like your Skyrim, your Fallout, you know, all your Bethesda, it's that it has so much re replayability. It has worlds that are so huge with so many side missions like you talked about before. So... Is that the key to making a, a popular game? In my opinion, I think it is. If a game has replayability, if it's a game you can come back to, find something new, find something different, find something new to do every time you play that game, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, think about it this way, too. Like, when Fallout 4 came out, <clears throat> it was probably $59.99. That's what game standard entry price was back then. So it's $59.99, and then years later, there's I think there's four or five different DLC packs that came out. So say they're $10, $15 a piece. Well, $15 a piece, you've got $60 additional dollars on top of that $60. That's $120 for that game. And you take GTA V with zero DLC. They've patched in new music, you know, because you have that iFruit radio or whatever it is. Uh, you can play multiplayer for free. You know, you don't have to spend money for that game. So, I mean, if you want to, you know, build up and have different cars, they have packs for that that you can buy or that shark, the shark cards or whatever they are. But I mean, by and large, it, the game is $60, you know, when it came out brand new. Now you can get it for $20. It's true. So, 
I mean, the games, are they really that different in price? Like you're getting the full completed game up front 100%. So charging that 150, I think it's relative. I mean, is it important for you to have the game as the day it comes out? Or are you going to wait for the price to go down or, you know, it, it's just, it, it, that's more of like a personal question. I mean, for me personally, I'm not going to buy it at $150. I'm going to wait probably a year or two especially for the patches to come in, you know, and I think they're doing it on that unreal five. Not many games have come out using that engine. Right. So you're going to have, it's like a cyberpunk uh, kind of issue where 27, 2077, they said this cyberpunk 2.0 patch finally fixed the game. It's been out for like a year and a half, two years, you know? So this game came out broken because it was using a new system and a new program to, to come out on. You didn't release it right, so you still pay that. So I, I like to wait. Like Starfield, I wasn't going to wait for that. You know, it's I'm a Bethesda fan. So, I mean, if you're a Rockstar fan and you love Rockstar games and you love the GTA games, yeah, they're going to go out and buy it for that 150 bucks. But someone like me, I might just sit on it. Well, good luck to Rockstar. Let's hope the game they release is a full game. I have my doubts, but prove me wrong. It's going to sell regardless. I mean, they can put that price there. They the Name alone, they can put that price there. Yep. So and that's what it boils down to, brand recognition. Like, people are going to buy that game. You know, and everybody, like, when they bitched about the games going from 59 to 69, like, oh, my God, it's 10 fucking dollars, dude. The games are so much better than we get now anyway. Like, you're really going to sit here and complain? It's 10 fucking dollars. Wait until it's fucking a used game and you can get it from uh, GameStop or wait until Steam has a sale or Epic Games has a sale or Microsoft or Sony has a sale on the game and then fucking buy it then if it's such a big goddamn deal. Just wait. What What do you say about them releasing a full price tag of $70 or more on an inferior system like the Nintendo Switch? Because we all know that it's been proven the same the Mortal Kombat one that Xbox users got is not the same Mortal Kombat one that Switch users got, but Switch users are still paying the same price. Come on now. People still buying it? I mean and that's for the dad. I just don't or, think know, it's right. I don't agree with it, but it's not stopping people from buying it. That's the whole thing about it, you know. Right. People are so they're going to charge the price if they can get people to pay it. And I mean, look at Nintendo games in general. Look, look how fucking long they hold their value. You can go Mario Odyssey is still sixty fucking dollars, dude. Mm-hmm. Still sixty dollars. You can get it used at fucking GameStop for like fifty four ninety nine. So you save yourself a whopping five dollars for a <laughs> game that's been out for I don't know, goddamn five years now. Right. Seven, five five to seven years, something like that. And it's not even that good of a fucking Mario game, dude. I'd rather play that uh, Super Mario Wii U or whatever it was, like when they had it for the Wii U. It's a good game, okay? I I really enjoy it. Here's my thing. Where's the playability with a game like that? Once you get all the moons or the stars or whatever the hell it is you're collecting, there's no replayability. Think about a game like Super Smash Brothers. Think about a game like uh, with a big world like Zelda... Um, Tears of the Kingdom or Breath of the Wild. That's where your replayability is with a Nintendo yeah. game, you know, it, or Mario Kart or something like that. 
that's why this I told and I said it last week that Mario Brothers Wonder or whatever this shit coming out here soon, I could give a fuck. I don't care about a pl- another tedious platformer to save my life. Now, if it was another Mario open world game, like a Mario 64 style, but new and up to date, yeah, I'd be all over it. But do we need another Mario platformer? Not really. Yeah, but they're never going to end. I mean, that's that's the state of their platform. Well, they're not. And you got young kids now that are into Mario you know, wearing the t-shirts and stuff. So there's your audience. It's just like WWE, you know, if the young kids are buying it, parents are buying it for them. They're going to keep doing what they're doing. Well, it's like, you know, someone like me, I mean, that's where do you think the kids learned it from? Cause I like Mario games. I'll play them every once in a while to put them on and just, you know, should I still play super Mario three? It's one of my fucking all time favorite Mario's. That's a great game. That first world, the world one, I've probably played that no less than a million times. Dude. Yeah, exactly. Just, I know those maps like the back of my hand. Yep. And it, Me but too. it's just you get in and you play those, and your kids see it, and then they have a newer game that comes out, and you want to see what the new Mario is. I mean, I haven't bought Mario games since I don't know when, though. It's just I'm not going to shell out sixty dollars for a game that I'm going to put on every once in a while. That's where I think Nintendo needs to get their shit together and do kind of like what an Xbox or a Sony does and release those games on that Nintendo network. Like the, the new title Mario game, the new right. title uh, Zelda, you know, release those to that exclusive network and increase your price by like $20 or something like that, just to make up the cost of the, that you're going to lose on the actual cartridge. While we're on the subject of video games and Nintendo, and we're going to move on to another topic here after this, uh, do you think the Nintendo Switch is dead yet? No. I mean, its sales are down, but they're working on a new one. Nintendo is, it's never going to die, but it's never going to be the most popular either. I, I'm not talking about the company. I'm talking about the Switch, the console. Do you think it's dead? Do you think it's still got some more AAA titles to shit out? Like, what's your opinion? They're going to be hard-pressed for AAA titles coming out on that. I mean, it's just especially like their platform like nintendo games well they got the the metroid they're probably not going to do another zelda they are doing another mario which they're going to release but they got the donkey kong you know their their ips are endless yeah but the people are going to want to keep up with the technology at the same time too because the same people that play there's no one that's exclusively playing nintendo yeah because it's like what you just said about, you know, the Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat that you get for Switch isn't the same that you get for an Xbox or a PS5. Right. You know, and it's same. It's like even like with me with PC, like Starfield that I play on PC isn't the same Starfield that I'm playing on Xbox on the Series X. And people want the speed. They want the high frame rates, you know, and you're not going to get that with a weak system like the switch, you know, so you're barely getting 30 with the switch. Barely. Yeah, exactly. That's why they have to do games like Zelda in that cartoonish game style. You know, if they tried to make it realistic, it just wouldn't work. I'm still fascinated by the fact that they were able to port uh doom eternal on there. And um the Witcher three, God, that's a, that's a pretty big game. No man's sky. I haven't seen that one in action. 
The Witcher 3, though, you got that's like old ass technology, too. I mean, that came out what 2014, 2015. Yeah, that's, that's an old ass game. So, I mean, Blood now, uh, what else did you say? Doom Eternal, it, it was older, but I've played Doom Eternal on the Switch and then I played it on the PC and I played it on Xbox. Totally different game, just the way it looks, like the way it feels, everything. And that's a game where you know your FPS really does matter, like especially if you're playing or like rocket league or like an apex or Fortnite, that's where your fps matters is those online competitive games it gives you a little bit of an you know an edge having those extra frame rates right you know just but i mean for most people it doesn't matter but they're locked by especially like where you what what the fuck is that little cartridge they're using yeah i know right like for their physical games it's it's the there. It's the same thing that they did when they released the N sixty four, putting it on a con- cartridge when everybody else was going to disc. You know, it's just I don't I don't understand it, man. Those Japanese are just crazy. What I think they should do is kind of maybe take a a page out of like the Steam Deck, that kind of playbook. I I don't think they should release any like physical games, right? And then just uh. You know, but it's Nintendo. They're they're going to, but I mean, just use because you, the technology that they came out with, I'm sure, helped with those Steam decks to you know see how they can make it work. And SSDs are so small now; like the fucking base storage of a Switch is abysmal, dude. And you've got to go out and get a micro SD card, and the transfer rates on SD cards are shit. So if you do have a larger game, trying to run that game, you have longer loading screens. It's shit that people are going to complain about. Yeah. Where an SSD, I mean, that's instant, you know? And then that's the, even like the Xbox is good. The PS5 was awesome with loading screens. They were almost non existent on a PS5. The uh, computer's really good when I have games on an SSD. If I have them on the hard drive, they're a little bit, you know, they take some time. But uh, yeah, I mean, especially now, there's no reason that Nintendo can't come out with a powerhouse of a console with a really good graphics card in it really good ssd and still maintain that you know i'd say maybe 299 399 entry level point you know and that's what i think they should have they should do the xbox thing and even sony did it but to a lesser extent than what xbox did but you should have like your your base model maybe like a 199 249 console and then you have like your big boy you know make the screen about an inch bigger the storage way better better processor and that one's like fucking 399 499 in that range i agree let's hope nintendo does the right thing they won't they won't we all know they won't i mean it's great to sit here and act like we're the experts on it and maybe there's a lot more that goes into it you know we're sitting here making it a simple subject but it's an idea that you know if they had some real people working for them i think they'd do they're never going to compete with a physical like Sony and Xbox. Let's all right. And you're right. I agree with that too. Let's get off the uh, video game news and let's move on to something that's more your pace, more your speed. Uh, you want to do some Panda news? Fuck them pandas, dude. I guess you got it. So let's fucking talk about these goddamn black eyed, black heart, black soul motherfuckers. This is a good thing for you and i think you're gonna like this um this came out a few days ago i don't have a date for this article handy 
The title is All United States Panda Bears Are Set to Return to China by the End of the Year. It goes on to read, Say bye to the pandas. For the first time since 1972, there will, there will soon be no pandas in the U.S. as the agreement between the U.S. zoos and China are set to expire by the end of next year. The National Zoo in Washington, D.C. announced that its pandas will return to China by December due to the end of its three-year agreement with the China Wildlife Conservation Association. Despite usual renewals by the Smithsonian Institution, this year's renewal attempts have failed. The move follows the U.S. zoos in Memphis, Atlanta, and San Diego, which have either returned their pandas or are planning to by the end of the year. The retraction of pandas comes amidst suspicions of strained U.S.-China relations affecting the panda diplomacy. Moreover, Britain's Edinburgh Zoo is set to lose its pandas in December if new contracts aren't secured. Good. What do you think? Good. We you don't need them here. You're happy? I mean, I really don't give a fuck this way or that way, but I mean, I've seen it on like, and it's it goes back to what really got me on the subject of pandas in our very first episode. You know, I got on Facebook and I seen an article about it and it like the outcry about the fucking pandas going back to China. They're like, but they were born here. They probably have a better life here. They love it here. Those they're fucking animals. They don't give a flying fuck where they live. As long as you keep the fucking bamboo shoots coming, you know, they they don't care where they're at. They don't give a fuck about you. They, that's what people don't fucking realize. Like these ecological people. And that's what I meant last week whenever I said ethical i meant ecological so these these fucking people that are like they have feelings too and this and that like yeah they do have feelings but they're not human you dumb fuck like they don't have the same like their main motive is survival eat fuck kill don't die like they're they don't have their like there's no little fucking like panda society civilization you know they don't have a complex structure of society they're just fucking animals like they were happier here. You, you know what I think is great is it says amongst U.S.-China tensions. So China and U.S. are kind of, you know, bickering back and forth. What does China do? They say, okay, pandas come back to us. No more pandas. Bye. <laughs> well, and, you know, what they're probably doing is sitting there like, they're like, watch how much this is going to piss those dumb fucks off. And then we make a fool of ourselves. We've got dignitaries on fucking Facebook and like politicians, like say no to deporting the pandas. Like we're making it a real fucking like issue. And it's like, don't we have bigger issues going on in the world? I know. know, Right. We're sitting here worried about these fucking bears and, and you know, the fucking world's on fire. Our economy's crashing, you know, uh, let's talk about fucking, Auto loans being in default, the highest number since the Great Recession, auto loans are in default. The only reason that fucking house loans aren't in default right now is because the interest rates were so goddamn low. But wait for people to start really paying these interest rates that they're getting on the new home purchases after, say, like 2021, when the Fed started jacking that that uh, rate up. Wait for that to fucking come home to roost because it's going to be worse than fucking 2008, 2009. So, I mean, but we're worried about these fucking panda bears that are so happy in Atlanta. It's fucking hot as shit in the South. You think that panda, all that goddamn fur, you think they're really comfortable sitting down there in the Atlanta Zoo? I I got some good news for you. 
about, you know, you were talking about, you know, the depression and things not working out. There is a big comeback coming and it's a company that you may have known and love as a child. All right. This next article, this is a good segue into this. Uh, Toys R Us set to make a comeback opening 24 stores across the U.S. Fuck Toys R Us, dude. I didn't like that store. I never got anything. <laughs> Toys R Us under its parent company, WHP Global, is preparing for an ambitious U.S. return with up to 24 new flagship stores and additional outlets in airports and cruise ships. This air, land, and sea initiative starts with an airport store launching in November at Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. This move follows the brand's challenging period, having filed for bankruptcy in 2017, leading to its liquidation. WHP acquired a significant stake in the toys retailers and the toy retailer's parent, True Kids, in 2021, and has since boosted the brand's global presence by over 50%. So tell me this. Do you think this is a good idea? For Toys R Us to make a comeback? Yeah, like in the business sense. Yeah, I mean, maybe personally, people nostalgia, maybe that's what they're betting on. But like uh, the Toys R Us as a business, the, the, those people with W, whatever it is, holdings, is it a good idea on their part? Hmm. I think start small, just like they're doing with these little pop-up stores, put them in airports, put them where there's lots of high volumes of people, try to get one on Times Square or some shit like that and see how it goes. They might be able to make a comeback, dude. Look at stores like, uh, look at stores like Ollie's, you know, uh, Walmart, these uh, brick and mortar stores, they're still going strong, man. Ollie's is going strong because they're a secondhand, like they're like a Ross or um burlington or gabe's they're that's why ollie's is and, and like big lots that's why they're going strong they're taking all the rejects at the resale or the shit that went on clearance and no one ever bought from like walmart target sam's club home depot all that shit so that's why they're going strong walmart's never going anywhere they have a fucking empire targets the same way those are the names that you but and also part of their success is they didn't latch on to that idiotic fucking notion of overpriced leasing for a, a mall, you know, and they're not in strip malls. They are, it's their own building. So that's where like JC Penney's or Sears and all these companies, they were mismanaged and they were attached to the, or Macy's, they were attached to these huge leases within these malls. And that's what, that's ultimately what bankrupt them. And the malls started dying off. People weren't going to them. But I mean, when I went to the airport this summer with my wife, she had to go to Atlanta for a thing. Uh, I went to pick her up and we walked around the airport. You know, we looked at the different planes. We watched the planes coming in and taking off. And, you know, in those travels through the airport, I walked around, seen the, the little stores and everything. You know how many people were in those stores? None. Zero. And it's the middle of the fucking day. I got there at like four o'clock in the afternoon. You know, those are people that they're going in if they forget something you know, or maybe for a book to read on the flight, like, or, and, and they have like gift shops, I guess, but you would get more, something like that from a store, like say you're traveling and you want to get your kids something from a gift shop. You're going to go like, if, especially if you have a hotel or something like that, you're going to find somewhere in the city to get something. You're not going to be like, Oh, let me get this toy from toys R us that I could get off fucking Amazon. 
And let me pay. And that was the, the problem with Toys R Us is you were paying more money for the toy to come from Toys R Us than what you were paying from Walmart, Target. Uh, I think when they went out of business, ultimately, there were still some open. Even Amazon was still, you know, there. So I, I just don't see it being a, a smart move on their part. Maybe they're playing on the nostalgia of people like me, you know, and you, our age group, we grew up with Toys R Us, but that's only going to take them so far. Like, I just, I think it's a shitty idea. If they were going to do anything, they should have pivoted to like on online retailer, like Circuit City, you know, or uh, Office Depot or whatever the fuck, if they're still around, you know, maybe tried to do something or make their own brand of toys or something like that to sell the Toys R Us brand. So you can get Toys R Us toys at Walmart, you know, like exclusives, like kind of puts your money in that rather than opening a brick and mortar where brick and mortar stores are still dying. Especially like the, those niche stores like uh, uh, Pier One Imports and things of that nature. Those stores are fucking dying. You brought up like Walmart and this and that, like it's not a bad idea for them, but that's because Walmart's so fucking huge. They're not going to go down, but for a niche type store and walmart sells everything they have a grocery side they have clothing they have fucking toilet paper they have shit that you could use to fix your goddamn toilet or your refrigerator you know they have everything so i mean toys are us what are you going to get at toys are us well toys? we wish we wish them the best of luck and hopefully they can make a comeback i'd like to see them next time at the airport hopefully there's a toys are us there do you wear Crocs? Fuck no. You don't wear, I wear Crocs. Hey, I wear Hey Dudes. You're not. You're against Crocs. I'm not against them. I just, I've just never owned a pair. Uh, so I guess you're not going to be too interested in this one. Apparently, Crocs <laughs> unveiled a new cowboy boot set to release later this month, and apparently they're deeming this month Croctober. Croctober, a crock of shit. Look Croc this up. Cowboy boots. I'm looking it up. Look it, it up. It's. Do you remember back in the day during the Attitude Era, of wrestling, yeah. when uh Triple H came out and his name was the Croc? Uh, yes. So I vaguely remember that. He was coming out. He was calling the Rock out, and he said, "Look at me. My name's the Croc. Like the Croc of shit." <laughs> it was fucking great. Let's see. USA Today. I'll go to that article. Oh my god, it looks like snakeskin. It's fucking hideous, dude. Yeah, it does look like snakeskin. I'm gonna have to share this. You see all these goddamn ads that I'm seeing too. These websites with their ads, dude. Crocs has unveiled a new cowboy boot design set to debut on October 23rd in select retail stores. That's ugly as fuck. It's even got like uh the the stir or the spurs. Or the spurs, yeah. Sitting here, I'm saying stirrups. I wasn't a fucking cowboy. Don't call me Toby Keith. Set to debut on October 23rd in select retail stores and online for a limited period. These boots showcase a crock and embossed texture, western theme stitching, metallic charms, and a unique spinnable spur charm. The boot also sports a logo featuring Croc's mascot, Duke, donning a cowboy hat. The release coincides with Croc Day, a celebration of fandom and creativity during Croctober. 
This shit is so stupid, dude. We are fucking living in the Hunger Games or the Twilight Zone. I, I say it all the time, but come on. Like, be fucking creative. I guess it is creative, but you have to give them that. But, like, oh, oh fuck. I just, of all the things you could make, some of the dumb shit that they decide to put their money into. Well, I know what I'm not getting you for Christmas this year. I had a pair of Crocs in my Amazon cart for you, size 10, but I just, thank God we did this podcast, right? Like, how would Crocs and cowboy boots even go together, though, you know? Like, are you just going to go out and, and be riding your horse and let me put on my shit kickers real quick? You can't wear them out in the field. You step in a cow patty and you got those holes from the Crocs, all that shit's going in your boot, all in your foot. Like it's, there's no utility. It's just, a, it's, it's for a look. It's like those ugly ass, big fucking, do you remember? I, I think it was during the summer or the spring, those fucking boots, those big ass red boots. Yeah. They were supposed to look like Astro boy. I used to love that video game. Yeah. But that's, it's like that shit. Like they're going to be, that's the shit that you wear on like a runway. Like no one take it. No one's good. Maybe it's people a, will buy it. Maybe I'll be surprised, but it's a prop. You know what I mean? It's a prop yeah. with an outfit. It's a just for fun. It's a novelty item. Now, if I don't know about black, but if they would do them in like cowboy brown and shit, you know, there'd be some fucking bubbas out there wearing them croc cowboy boots. You know it, man. I think I know one. I think I know one. We all know one fucking. Wow, fucking Andy Griffith, Griffith, howdy doody, motherfuckers, dude, just buckshot. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> what do you think? It'd probably, you'd be having a conversation, dude. I, I think if I would get him for him for Christmas, I think he would definitely wear him. Would he cry? Tears of joy. Probably. Nobody's ever cared this much about me to give me some cowboy boot Crocs. I really appreciate that. Look like something Waylon Jennings would have worn if he was still alive. <laughs> and that's the whole fucking thing about it. People will fucking say that. And there's no goddamn way that you would see Waylon, Johnny Cash, fucking Willie Nelson, or none of them wear some fucking stupid shit like that. No way. You know, Johnny Cash might just because they're black, but that's about the only fucking reason. You know what's funny? If you go through uh if you go through some old albums from the eighties. All those country legends, man, when they went to the 80s, they all went through a phase, man. Like, there's this one with uh, Waylon Jennings wearing, like, a pure white duster from on in an, in an 80s album. And they all did, dude. Johnny Cash wore some crazy stuff during the 80s. It was like, that was just a weird phase for everybody, you know? The 80s were just a weird time for the whole fucking world. Like, yeah. Like, I look back on the 80s, I was like, man, that, we were just lost. That was weird. We were coming into, like, and even the early 90s were fucking weird, too. Like, that whole grunge thing and, like, all that just, the 90s, the early 90s just looked like it stunk. (laughs) Like, you look at the 80s, the 80s looked like it smelled like fucking, like, uh, ozone, like, pollution and shit. Like, Like hairspray. hairspray and exhaust fumes and marlboro reds yeah there you go like that's what the 80s smelled like and the early 90s just smelled nirvana put it perfectly it smelled like fucking teen spirit and i'm not talking deodorant i'm talking if you forgot to put that stick of teen spirit underneath your armpit 
because it stunk like fucking a musty ass, just rotten onion everywhere in the 90s. You ever go in like a uh, Boonesboro or like, uh, you know, Sharpsburg, Keysville establishment, like a property or a restaurant or whatever, and you ever see it and it it looks like it is just stuck in the 80s, like nothing has changed since then. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been there in a long time, but the Redbird. Yeah, I haven't exactly. been there. I haven't been there. I think it's probably been about six, seven years since I've been in there. But when I went in, it was the same Redbird that I was at when I was six years old, sitting there beside <laughs> my pap smoking a cigarette after dinner. Yep. The only difference is you can't smoke in that bitch anymore. Exactly. Uh, the fucking uh, American Legion here. Oh, my it's God. It's the same way. That's it's the like, same fucking legion that, that it was. Stuck, that stuck between 1979 and 81 and not a second afterwards. I think everything in Boone, like the Yellow House. Oh, my God. You the newest thing they got in there is the TVs and the toilet paper roll. <laughs> That's great. You know, it's just, yeah, we're we're stuck, dude. Let's get on to some more news. How's that sound? That sounds swell. <laughs> what we got what kind of news all right this is from futurism.com headline scientists map sunken eighth continent it's not atlantis but it's pretty awesome after hundreds of years of speculation scientists say they've finally mapped out earth's lost eighth continent zealandia in a new study published in the journal tectonics researchers announced that they've finished mapping out most of the 2 million square miles of Zealandia, Earth's mostly submerged eighth continent that mainly breaks the surface as the island of New Zealand. The researchers led by New Zealand's GNS Science Research Institute dredged up geological samples from the submerged landmass and found a veritable treasure trove of minerals, including multi-types of sandstone, Baltic lava, and limestone. Then they then dated the samples interpreted by magnetic anomalies and plotted that where they found to the map mostly underwater continent geography. Mostly underwater continents geography. God, I sounded like a third grader trying to read on that last sentence. So is New Zealand a part of this new continent then? Uh, it would be like the bridge in between New Zealand and then whatever the closest continent is. It's there's a picture of it on the article. Yeah, I'm trying to look. I had an ad pop up. So on the fucking cat. And, so and, indeed, as the researchers wrote in the newspaper, New Zealand and its neighboring island cluster, New Caledonia, have never been regarded as part of the Australian continent. So. Uh, yeah, it's all these islands near New Zealand and New Zealand itself. It's all connected underwater as one entire continent. So with this uh, article, there is a video. You just want to watch the video? Let's do it. All right, because it probably do a better job of explaining it than you are. Let me see. Let me get it going here. Full screen it. 
turn the volume up. About 26 million years ago, Zealandia, the ancient continent of New Zealand, stretched and thinned by tectonic forces, had almost disappeared beneath the waves. What saved it from disappearing altogether was the renewed vigour of the collision between the Australian plate and the Pacific plate, which pushed the land out of the sea again. As the Pacific plate was forced under the north of New Zealand, a belt of volcanoes erupted in what is now Northland, moving southwards over millions of years towards the Coromandel. Off the west coast of Auckland, the huge Waitakere volcano rose from the sea floor, its summit emerging out of the waves. Further south, the South Island was a subdued landscape, largely free of mountains and volcanoes. But this too was about to change dramatically. 13 million years ago, a hotspot plume broke through the Pacific Plate, erupting where Dunedin is now. The first eruption centred on Port Chalmers, forming the lofty hills around Dunedin and Otago Peninsula. Then a string of smaller volcanoes emerged as far inland as Ranfurly. Ten million years ago, it was Christchurch's turn. A hotspot created three massive overlapping shield volcanoes, Banks Peninsula. Four million years later, the action had shifted further east, as yet another hotspot brought the Chatham Islands up out of the sea in a series of blasts over four million years. Meanwhile, in the North Island, volcanic activity had been moving south and east as the Pacific Plate began to dip down more steeply under the Australian. One result was the creation of the most active and violent volcano in New Zealand, Taupo. And further north, where it all began, 250,000 years ago, Auckland began to blow again, driven by another hotspot under the Australian plate. Okay, done sharing the screen. And it just goes automatically to something else. So that was kind of interesting. So technically, it's the land. And did you notice that drawing on screen? Was that you? That wasn't you, was it? That was from the video. That was pretty wild. Looked like there was a penis there for a minute. <laughs> so uh <laughs> he's fucking rolling. I didn't nice. see what I didn't see what you were talking about. <clears throat> sure. But uh <laughs> I don't know. Like it didn't really answer my question is like New Zealand gonna be like its own continent now. It's the landmass in between New Zealand and Australia, right? That's what you're saying? Yeah. But then, like, when you're looking at the landmass of, is it really a fucking it, continent? It, it would have all been part of, I think it would have all been part of the uh, the main continent. Remember Pangea, the original continent yeah. that 
I think it would it would have been part of that. I mean, they're saying it's an eighth continent, but is it really? Can it really yeah. be considered, or is it just an island, or just a peninsula, or whatever they call that? Yeah, I don't think McGraw Hill should go and change their textbooks anytime soon. No, I don't think so either. But it's an interesting theory, I guess you'd call when it. When it goes to show that you know you, you talk about these guys, uh, is it R- Randall Carlson and and all these guys? Like everybody calls them cuckoo, but this proves that it could happen. You know, right? And, yeah. and who's to say that there weren't humans or another intelligent species like how quickly civilization could be erased and you wouldn't even know that we were here you know who knows or if there was a a huge uh devastating event that happened hundreds of thousands of years ago we were technological the, the whole theory of what he has that you know the the pyramids are way older than what they we have them dated as you know uh it's pretty so, wild. To me, this proves it, you know, or even that Atlantis exists. You really don't know, right? Right. And this proves it's possible. And I mean, they have some pretty good evidence for Atlantis, too. Like, just especially with the LIDAR that they have now, like showing the columns. I mean, look at, look at, uh, what is it? I'm saying, I'm thinking Mesopotamia, but I'm, what are the, the Sumerians? Like what we found from the Sumerians in like the Middle East and everything, what we found, it's not like we're not finding temples and huge structures. We're finding like the foundations and everything that the cities were built on. Right. So, I mean, what happened to the rest? It Time happened and other tribes, you know, they went for the resources, you know, it's take our species down to a couple hundred thousand see how quick we go back to the fucking stone ages. Cause those smart people, man, they're f- far and few between. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to be, be the people that are working the nuclear plants and shits, Homer Simpson, <laughs> you know, the people that designed it, aren't there running it. So take them out, take a majority of the population out, see what happens. You know, we're going back and it's going to take us a while to get back to where we're at now. You're going to be cold and you're going to be sitting there fucking burning all the books that tell you how to like do shit and, and how to make things. And you're going to be burning that shit to make it, make yourself warm. So you don't die. (laughs) You're raising your hand. Do you have a question? (laughs) (laughs) You ready to go into the next news article? Sure. What we got next? You like spicy stuff, don't you? Yeah. My how stomach many, doesn't like it, but I mean, I enjoy it. How many Carolina Reapers do you think you could eat? The actual pepper? No, I'm not fucking eating any of the actual peppers. What about when you were in your prime before you had the uh, adult stomach issues that you have now? Could you have eaten mm-hmm. some whole Carolina Reapers? I mean, could I? Peppers and and heat is always better paired with something. All right. So you can, would you eat them and dip them in ranch and eat them like that? No, I'd make a sauce out of them, put them on some wings and dip them in ranch and then eat them. But I, it's just, I've never, I've never been like a pepper eater, just eating a pepper, like just for the the sake of eating it, you know? Well, then you wouldn't be able to keep up with this Canadian who broke the speed record for eating 50 Carolina Reapers, Mike Jack. 
this is his name, Mike Jack. So he's one of those guys with two first names or a first name as a last name. You can't trust people like that, you know? You can't. You definitely can't. Mike Jack beat Shady his own time. Mike Jack beat his own time for eating 50 Carolina Reapers, then ate 85 more for a total of 135 in a single sitting. On, <clears throat> Excuse me. Hold on one second. Mike Jack of Canada consumed 50 Carolina Reapers, the world's hottest pepper, with a 1.6 four meter Scoville heat units and six minutes and 49.2 seconds for comparison. A jalapeno has between 2,500 and 8,000 Scoville units. So that's hot. Yeah. The pepper 1.64 million is what I meant to say when I read it the first time. So yeah, it's way hot. I think he's probably using PEDs. Uh, he's spraying some lidocaine in his mouth and shit. In total, Jack consumed 135 Carolina Reapers. The stunt helped propel him to second place on the League of Fires Reaper Challenge Challenger leaderboard, which tracks the highest number of Carolina Reapers eaten in a single sitting. Uh, the initial shock of the spiciness is intense. The second one doesn't seem as bad. But each one after that gets hotter and hotter as the peppers touch new places in your mouth. And this was a quote from Mike Jack. So uh, that's pretty hardcore. What are your thoughts on that guy? Well, it's got to be hot, dude. Because And it's not just like <clears throat> I've eaten hot shit. So have you. You know, th those beans from Memorial Day, they weren't the spiciest thing. But it's peppers in general, like spicy peppers they they sneak on you like you, you say that that first bite you're like oh it's not that hot you and then that, that oil that. yeah it all starts moving around it's so you like i said you don't even like if he just ate that one pepper his mouth would have continued to get hotter and hotter because right. as the the oil and everything well that's why they say like everybody's like get you a cup of milk drink you a cup of milk feels good when you eat something hot, like it, it's soothing because it's thick, it's creamy, but it's not the best because all you're doing is swishing that oil around. What you need to do when you eat something hot like that, you need to get you a fucking piece of bread and absorb some of that oil and absorb those that that uh that shit from it. But Uncle yeah, he's a Papa Papa Dustin. He's he's preaching the holy apostle on you kids. Put down the milk. Pick up the bread when you're eating the peppers. I hope you guys out there are listening to this. Maybe, maybe you know, if you want to have the milk, because, hey, I like milk. But that's what kind of always got me with eating it, like spicy. Like, I don't want that spice in that milk mixing in my stomach. Ooh, yeah, good point. Because you know how you feel when you got a fever and shit and you drink some milk and it starts curdling in your stomach. And Ooh, yeah, dude, it's just the cool. flavor profile isn't Nasty. there to match, like. You know, some people that fucking eat grape jelly on biscuits, like uh, on a uh, sausage biscuits. So it's kind of strange it's flavor, but I don't think I would, you know, milk and peppers. It doesn't even sound like maybe I would choose like a cold glass of water or something over top of milk with when I'm eating a pepper. I don't know, though, but I don't think I'd sit there and eat 
fucking 80 some peppers at once like of any kind of pepper not even fucking bell pepper they're not even hot it's not like it's like i said there that that's an accent to food that's a it's an enhancer a flavor yeah. enhancer it's not the main course agreed you know so and i don't know any dish that you could put 85 of any pepper in you imagine fucking putting 85 bell peppers or serrano peppers or jalapenos in your in your fucking pot of chili mm. it wouldn't even make it hotter it just it's it, you have pepper soup i've had chilies with fresh uh habaneros in them in it and dude it was great chili i mean it was awesome was it spicy oh yeah but it was good i'm actually having chili tonight for dinner chili i'm having white chicken chili Oh, white. Would you guys use ground chicken? No. Chicken breast. Shredded chicken breast. Oh. Great Northern Pinto and uh, those beans that start with a C. I can't remember the name of them. And then uh, yeah, some jalapenos, Rotel, like chilies and tomatoes. Well, let's, let's move on to my last article of the evening so you can get to dinner here soon because you're making me hungry too. It's good. All right, this is from Business Insider. Um, this is an older article. This was actually from back in September, but September really wasn't that long ago because it's only October 6th. So the former Russian arms dealer known as the Merchant of Death, who the U.S. exchanged for Brittany Griner, is back in Russia and is now learning to use a smartphone. Uh, the U.S. swapped Victor Bout, a once notorious Russian arms dealer, for WNBA star Brittany Griner last year. Known as the Merchant of Death, Bout spent 15 years in U.S. prison. Bout is now back in Russia, adjusting to modern life and running for local office. What do you think about this? This is some wild stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Let's just like teach this arms dealer how to fucking use social media and, 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 uh, you know, fucking smartphones. He's going to be having listings for, you know, nuclear warheads on fucking eBay. Once Great. The- and he's running for a local office too. It's even better. Like, like Russia doesn't have enough fucking psychos running that country. Like their local offices aren't corrupt enough, but once known as the merchant of death, Bout has thrown his hat in the ring as a candidate for the regional assembly in Yulevansk, an, an area of southwestern Russia that is home to 1.3 million people and about a 12-hour drive from Moscow. The election is taking place on Sunday. This That was when this article was published. When you're absent for 15 years from country, you need to start somewhere, Bout told the Times. So for me, going into regional office, it's better. it's a better way to understand the problems. I need to meet people. I need to learn how they live. <clears throat> Um, Griner for her, uh, part. Oh, hold on a second. Let's see, fifteen years. Uh, the career pivot isn't the only challenge facing Bout, who was first arrested by police in Thailand in two thousand eight before his extradition to the United States. He told the Times he's still learning how to use smartphones and exploring modern technology like electric buses. Bout said the career. Pivot was also inspired by the collapse of his business dealings, which first began in 1990 and included massive arms deals across several countries. Since his release, Bout has been a vocal supporter of Russian President Vladimir Putin's war in Ukraine. 
He's a member of the pro-Kremlin Liberal Democratic Party and has made several visits to the Russian-occupied Ukrainian, Ukrainian territory, the Times reported. Just, I don't know, like the whole fucking thing, like, we, we really celebrate that we gave Russia this guy back for a fucking women's basketball player of all people. You know, while there's still Americans that are in prison in Russia. But we just, here's your, uh, here's your arms dealer back, you know, <laughs> here's your criminal Here. back. We're going to, not only are we going to send him back to you, we're going to send him back with a brand new iPhone 12 Pro Max and instructions on how to use it. And he's going to take everything he learned in American prison and he's going to run for local office. <laughs> you know, I hope people sleep better at night knowing that Brittany Griner is home safe. Meanwhile, this fucking lunatic is running for local office. And learning how to sell Kleshnikovs on fucking eBay. Pretty wild, isn't it? It's just, it's what we were saying earlier. Like the state, it's the fucking pandas, dude. These countries that are at odds with us, like the ones that are smart enough to know what to do, like North Korea and Iran, they're just trying to keep their people in line. Russia, China, they've been doing it for a little bit longer. You know, they've kind of got a grasp on it. They've got enough of like capitalistic ideas to keep their people in check. Like they feel like they're free. You know, North Korea, Iran, Venezuela, you know, you're fucked there. But these other countries, they, they kind of think they're free, you know? So, but I think these countries, they do this shit just to show how fucking arrogant we are and ignorant we are and foolish like we're naive and you know it's it's people 17 year olds are just in love with the fact that we did this you know this whole social justice group is just over the fucking moon that we got Brittany Griner back someone of absolutely no consequence to this fucking country she's anti-american you know outspoken she's a fucking cunt dude and we we traded her or, or this this guy for her, a fucking war criminal. You know, think about that. Think about, uh, say Nancy. That's a bad one. Nancy Pelosi says she got kidnapped. Um, I don't think anybody would res rescue her, not even Biden. But uh, I don't know. Give me give me a fucking like Salma Hayek, you know, an actress. That's like Ooh, us saying, what, 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 you know, are you, what have you been thinking about Selma Hayek lately, huh? Let's say it's just the first one that came to mind. So let's In just the say, old like, Bank Bank, huh? Say we trade like Al Zakari for fucking Selma Hayek. Does it make sense? No, it doesn't. She's a fucking actress. Like, it's just, we're so out of touch, dude. We're so out of touch. Like, that's this whole, like, when you brought this article up, I was just like, it just it picked that scab off because I thought it was fucking stupid when we did it. It just made and the people start. were like, they're dancing in the fucking streets that we've got this female basketball player back, like it's some great American victory. They're laughing at us in fucking Russia, dude. The day that they, the deal came, 
through and it was approved on both sides. They were mocking us in their fucking state sponsored media for it. They're like, ha ha, look at these stupid Americans. We need to stop treating this shit like we're fucking buddy buddy and we're like the good guys in the world and we're so fucking noble. We need to start treating Russia and China and these brick nations like the fucking threats that we they are. Like Cold War tactics, I'm talking. Like we need to take them seriously because they're taking us seriously. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Fuck Brittany Griner. And fuck that guy. I hope he gets fucking I hope they uh they do what they did to that that uh that general. Was that general's name? I can't remember his name. The one that tried to have that coup on, on Putin. Oh uh Petruvi Petruvi. Yeah. What was his name? General Provision. Yeah, Provision. I was just reading about him last night and how like they he was like People were trying to say, like, there's some conspiracy theory that he's still alive. It's like, nah, he's dead. That was a full move for on his part. Like, he just, he misread the signals. He's like, yeah, we, we're going to get away with this. We'll just mutiny. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> you knew after that he was never going to be safe anywhere in the world, you know? Not we even underestimate anywhere. Putin. Everybody's talking about... <laughs> You know, Putin's sick and, and he's unhinged and that's the precise reason we should be afraid of him. Putin's old school. Putin's Cold War. KGB. He's not stupid. And like we, we sit here and we almost try to make him like a cartoon character. And, and no, he's really smart. He's calculated and he's fucking dangerous. But we want our WNBA star back. Baylor's own Brittany Griner. Thank you, Mr. Putin. We applaud you. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the new segments of the week. <laughs> uh, we already heard earlier when we covered some video game news, what video games you've been playing. So Dustin, tell us what have you been watching? What shows, movies, uh, anything on YouTube, any good streamers? Man, I've been rabbit holing it with Patrick, Bet, David pbd podcast been going pretty strong on him that's about what i watch uh been kind of looking at shameless again watching that uh that's more of like something that i can watch with my wife so we watch that together and then when she goes to bed you know i'm still up for another two three hours uh I'll, i'll put on she won't do the pbd i mean if i put it on she wouldn't pay attention to it it's definitely not in her wheelhouse like it's political and yeah, he brings uh, a variety of different people on, some that he agrees with, but he brings on a lot of uh, of the other side on. And, you know, that's one thing. And and even, like, people that they – because they, that's the great thing about him. I don't think he really has a stance. Like, he's definitely Republican. You're definitely conservative. But they had Ann Coulter on yesterday. And even with her, like, he disagrees with her on things. And, and there's other, you know, people from – his same side that he disagrees with. And he brings things up the both sides, like the difference in how they react to being questioned even on things like they're unhinged on the other side. Like you, you can have a respectful conversation, but like he had, um, I can't remember his name. 
the dude he he ran the campaign for like John McCain, so he's one of those neocon Republican guys, and like he's the founder of the Lincoln Project and all this shit. And the dude is just they never answer a question. He had Anthony Weiner on too. I listened to that. That was a shit show. Like he's like they all say I answered your question. No, I you didn't answer the question. You said, yeah, but what about Trump? Yeah, but what about the Republicans? Yeah, but what about this? Yeah, but what about this? And it's like, but you never answered the questions. There was another guy. Uh, he, he's a political guy. And they, they were talking about, um, it, it was a, a black guy. And they were talking, he, he was talking about like, he, he asked, uh, PBD asked him, he said, what about the cities? for the last 59 years or whatever that have been under democratic control. Like, and the guy's response was, or he said, you know, why, what are they doing for the black community to make it better? And that guy's answer to that was, what about the Republicans that have been in power in Mississippi and, and Georgia and this and that. And, you know, Georgia by and large is safe. Illinois by and large is safe. Maryland, by and large, is safe. Do you know where they're dangerous? Democratic-ran cities. So, I mean, on the state level, it's from the federal. There's only so much the federal can do. There's only so much the state can do. And it, it trickles down. It's all, it's it's segmented, you know? So you can't say, well, you know, you had the Senate and the House for so long. And so, all right, let's not yeah. get it. Let's not get into politics, man. There's no reason to bring that up but yeah you check out patrick bet david been watching that i i have and so that goes to the audience at home check them out um i've been watching a lot of angry video game nerd episodes man i love that show james rolf and uh civvy uh if, if you got civvy 18 i think on youtube he reviews a lot of first person shooters and uh He's a big game. Um, he's got a big following. I don't know if he streams on Twitch or nothing like that, but he makes a lot of reviews and funny commentary. He's a pretty funny guy. Um, I've been playing, uh, kind of got bored with the AC games, so I took a break from that, and now I'm playing Bioshock, the first one, which I have all the Bioshocks too, so I'll probably just go through all of them like I did the Assassin's Creed and the Spyros and the Gex and everything like that. That seems to be the trend here lately. Just play through the campaign, move on to the next one. So, so who made Bioshock? Uh, two K Sports, two K. Uh, oh, okay. I think I did. I think I played the second one. It came out a while ago. It was during the PS3, Xbox 360 generation. Yeah, I think that's when I played. I I played it on a PS3. Yeah, they're good games. They're loot, you know loot games and but it's they're cool first person shooters they got cool stories with them always see and that's what i've been getting like you know back to what i've been like with the starfields and shit it's the open world but it's still like it's got elements of everything like open world rpg shooter like yeah it, that's what's nice about that game to me is it's a mixture of everything i like because I'd love to get back into playing like an apex or a call of duty but man it's just so fucking hard Yep. I mean, even these lobbies, like when, when you're unranked or, you know, you're at level one, you get in these lobbies and it's like, 
the game like and that's what really turned me off i think it was black ops 3 i got that game when it first came out i remember you were living up in uh hagerstown by uh leitersburg pike remember yeah. you had that apartment up there because you and yeah. i were playing black ops 3 and uh, like even that game like the day it came out it's like i'm already getting fucking murdered it's like you you guys have been playing this game as long as i have how are you this much better already like yeah how are you so good black ops one i was good at that one you know and black ops two and then it's just like maybe it's uh, and everybody says it's these kids that have nothing better to do that sit around and play games all day well it's not just that there's just some people that i guess are fucking great at video games yeah the skill curve on those multiplayer shooters is just ridiculous it's too much for me too and i think i said it last episode or one of the episodes before i don't have the time to sit there and devote to you know leveling up and being the best fucking insert first person shooter game of that year you know it's it's not that important to me i'd rather have a good story good gameplay and like you said uh, a wide variety of um you know, it's got the FPS elements, the RPG elements, you know, the open world. That replayability is what's important to me. I want a game that I can go back to every single time and have a good time with it, you know? I really wish they could, like, figure out a way to do that with the Call of Duty franchise. Like, make us a great Call of Duty game that has, like, a campaign similar to that of, like, the first Black Ops. You know, and, and make it a little bit longer though, like more of an immersive open world storytelling, like 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 a black ops style, like where you have missions where maybe you're back in like and this is just an example, like you're in Washington, DC, and you have some like missions that you have to do in America that aren't like violent, but you have to go around and do a series of tasks to prepare for a mission or whatever, and then they ship you and you're covert in russia for a series of the game and then you're in vietnam oh dude that's cool as shit i know what you're saying have like the barracks or have like the pentagon or something be like the hub world and then in that hub world you go on different missions based on whatever you've been doing you know throughout the campaign yeah and there's like small little missions like in america like where you like some uh domestic issue like where you're busting like a spy cell in america even like you know so you travel back to dc and that's kind of where you get your orders and then you go and you you tie up like your own little loose ends and shit and then like if i had to know how to make video games or like that would be man you know and that's part of our like what our generation like i i'm a nerd but i wasn't like a nerd you know i wasn't sitting in my fucking house coding and shit right i just i wish I had someone that would talk to me about that. Like when I was a kid, like, Hey, you know, these, but it's always like, yeah, look at these fucking people that like work for Bethesda or like a Todd Howard guy, you know, in the seventies coming up playing Atari and shit and fucking super nor- nerdy and shit. But now he's like super rich. Yeah. You know, it's just, we missed out dude. And it just, that's what I always like. There's these things and these Facebook posts and they're talking about like bringing rocket league to schools and like Fortnite to schools and having those oh, as like Jesus. team clubs and everybody's like well that, that's fucking stupid why is it stupid because you didn't have it when you were a kid like this that's something like these people that play like these games on a competitive scale like the prize pool just for rocket league split between three players and their coach and shit i think it was like six hundred thousand dollars dude 
Wow. You know, so these prize pools, you can make some money playing these games on a competitive level. And if you get sponsored by like a Gen G or uh, NRG phase clan, like not just the people that have phase in their fucking name, like they're, they're just, yeah, we, they put we, that. Shout out to Phase Clan. We played them on uh, Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> yeah, but you get what I'm saying. Like the actual people from like Phase Clan or Energy or are these these big gaming leagues or not leagues but teams? These esport teams, right? Like, these kids can make real money doing that. And I, I don't know. I just it's well, an they, option for a kid to do something and it keeps them out of fucking trouble, you know, and they do that a lot in Japan. Like there's after school clubs and shit and like esports leagues where they do exactly what you're playing. And it's like the main three, it's like uh Fortnite, rocket league. And then what would the other one be? It like might be overwatch or something like that. Yeah. Or apex or something like that. But yeah, it just, it hadn't made its way West, but over in Japan, man, they're way ahead of us and they embrace that cyber gaming you know tech culture way more than we do well here it's like oh you're wasting your fucking time with that you little fucking sissy boy get outside go, go play with some fucking balls outside go, go. <laughs> it's like that shit's not for everybody you know right i mean i grew up playing sports but you know, i played video games too and if the, a kid is like has a passion to play video games i'm not saying like let them just ditch school and shit like that to do it but it gives them an outlet and they have a real future in it, whether it's in development, esports games, anything like that. Like they can build a future out of it. Right. It's like my dad, you know. I wanted to be a fucking psychologist just because I like seeing the way people think and everything. It's why I get it. it's even down to like the politics, why I'm into all that shit. Just because seeing the way someone's brain works is interesting to me. But yeah, what I got from that was oh, you'll never make any fucking money being a psychologist. It's fucking stupid. Why the fuck would you do that? It's like looking at it now, I'm like, even if I didn't go into psychology, but I had a degree in psychology, just having that degree in the even in the business world, the positions you can get and shit, just having like a, a degree in psychology. It's like, why would you tell you? You know, it's just you're right. You got to support your kids, man, what they do. No, you got to, no matter what, you know, as long as it's not anything malicious. Yeah. I mean, if it's not destructive and you know, there's a career path in everything, dude. It is. I mean, we could have been growing fucking pot plants when we were 17. <laughs> and look, we could be millionaires now. It's legal in the state of Maryland. You're right. You know? So, so, but I think we got a, we got a show here, man. Yeah. Let's wrap her up, man. I want you to eat some of that chili. I'm ready for dinner too, baby. Let me eat some of that chili. Chile. Yep. Now I'm gonna play some video games. Starfield. Video game weekend, son. Friday's here, and I don't work on the weekend, so time to just devote 12, 15 hours to games. That's what they say. They say Friday's for the boys, but no, Friday's for the toys. Friday's for Starfield. Starfield. Quit playing call at me, Starfield. Call me the unholy farmer D Rock. Mama said you wasn't allowed to play Starfield until you finished your homework. But then I told her I could farm on it, and she said, Well, you go on and play it, son. <laughs> you go on and get your uh your croc cowboy boots on, you can play whatever you want to. <laughs> <laughs> 
But all right, guys. Well, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. As always, you can check us out on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. We're everywhere. We're we're fucking global. So just check us out. We'll have the news articles posted. This is going to be up on Sunday. Uh, outside of that, I don't know what to tell you. We're not a Romanian pop group. That is an important note that I should have remembered. We're not a Romanian or any other semblance of a Eastern European pop group. Yeah, we're not a Slavic pop group, so just stop, okay? Dude, this AI art, and this is one last thing for you guys at home. Check out AI art. There's some Facebook groups on there. Uh, there's like uh, some like AI art, whatever ones you find, just look them up. They're great. I've seen a fucking video of, or not a video, but a collection of pictures of David Hasselhoff tearing down the Berlin Wall. If you can Google it, Facebook it, look up David Hasselhoff, the Hoff taken down the Berlin Wall. You won't be disappointed. He's got life preservers. He's got kit. Uh, <laughs> he's in Knight Rider gear. He's in a spandex or in a in a speedo. It just it's it's the David Hasselhoff. He's and he's there fighting for freedom. That's in great. Deutschland. So yeah, that on that note, we're gonna get out of you guys' hair. Appreciate you guys hanging out. Say bye, Will. Bye, Will. All right, see Give you your later. balls a tuck, you ten fucking.